Find your next truck at Woodhouse Buick GMC. No matter where you're heading or what tasks need tackling, there's a premium and capable GMC truck that's perfect for you. Make a statement on the job site, out in the town, or wherever life leads you in the powerful and distinctive Sierra 1500. Or elevate your driving experience in the adventurous and innovative canyon. Explore our inventory online at WoodhouseBuickGMC.com or visit our indoor showroom today. Woodhouse Buick GMC. We are professional grade. Getting that just right temperature or getting an energy efficient appliance. It's not only about making smart changes today, it's about creating brighter tomorrows with simple steps to save energy. Plus, you'll help protect the environment for years to come. A better world for you, your family, and your community. Get started with rebates and discover what energy efficient choices can help you power what's next at AlliantEnergy.com slash rebates. You're listening and to the Huddle Up Podcast with Chad Jensen and Zach Kelberman. Join Broncos Country's deep divers at milehighhuddle.com and sound off. And now it's time to drop some knowledge. Alone, we are staring down the barrel at 100,000 here very, very soon. So, welcome in, everybody, to the Huddle Up Podcast presented, as always, by Mile High Huddle. I'm your host, Chad Jensen, with me, my fellow football priest and the deputy editor of milehighhuddle.com, Zach Kelberman. Zach, your article about uh, touching on what Peter King had to say with regards to Drew Locke's quote-unquote, I'll I'll pull this up so everyone can follow along, tenuous hold on on the Broncos' starting QB job. I'll pull it up so people can see, but relay that on to the community. Well, you know, I... I give Peter King a lot of credit in this regard in the Broncos quarterback situation, even though he's among the the national media mob that's seemingly against the Broncos or has that bias. I give this report veracity because Peter King did in 2018 call the Case Keenum signing months before anybody else. He's also as plugged in as they come to NFL matters. But basically what he said is that George Payton, like as you can read right there, his staff has been on a fact-finding mission. They've done their homework on all the top passers. They could be in play to pick a quarterback in the top 10, but they could be in play to trade back as well. I look at this as more of King's speculation than anything sourced or anything plugged in that he's heard. They said the only implication here that the stance that King took was Denver needs a quarterback of the future, but the Broncos might be able to trade back for draft capital they can't refuse. So the implication there is that Locke is not the quarterback of the future, which I disagree with. So all King is saying, uh, he did a whole article in his latest column about all the quarterback decisions around the NFL, obviously had to cover Denver's. He's saying the Broncos could pick a quarterback in the top 10. They can also trade back and not pick a quarterback in the top 10. So um, I I wrote, and then I edited out, I wrote non-breaking news at the bottom, but that's what it is right here. It's interesting because the national media and many of our brethren in the local media, Zach, are so fixated on the Denver Broncos finding a way to land one of the top five quarterbacks in this class. And in fact, today I re I replied and responded and tendered my contribution to the uh, sports illustrated team site publisher mock draft. And some people we'll get, we'll get Mike. We got Mundungus, the Broncos wizard in the house tonight. We're going to bring him on here in just a minute. We'll get his take on this, but there were two very, very good, very highly coveted quarterbacks. The way this board fell amongst the SI team site publishers that I passed over at pick nine to take a non-quarterback. And I'll, <clears throat> I'll save who I picked for when the actual article comes out. 
I don't want to spoil that, Zach, but I think everyone was surprised. All of our, all of my colleagues in the publisher community at SI, they're like, whoa, really? Wow. No Trey Lance there. No Justin Fields, both of whom Zach were on the board. Yeah, I mean, it's certainly a possibility that George Payton likes Drew Locke more than the Broncos fan base or some of the Broncos media seems to believe. There's also the possibility, just to be fair, that he doesn't like Drew Locke and he will take a quarterback in the top 10. But nothing that King specifically said there is anything groundbreaking or earth shattering. He said they could take one, they cannot take one. All the, the, the common takeaway from this chat, as I wrote in the article, no one really has a sure bead on uh, George Payton's draft plans, whether inside or outside Dove Valley. So I, it's impressive to me that he's maintained the leaks to a minimum. Uh, he's keeping everything close to his vest. And everyone from Peter King to Mike Liss has no idea which way they're going to go. And that, to me, is a sign of a good GM in year one. I agree. He's got everybody guessing. And that's why, even if, let's say, for example, all right, we're 100% correct on our read here about Drew Locke. The Broncos probably running it back with Drew. Let's say that were that was absolutely the case, which we don't know that for sure, right? But let's just say we did know that for sure internally, all right? You and I were in the Broncos front office. Would we telegraph that to the world or would we hop on planes and go to pro days and make people think for the sake of, you know, um, draft sleuthing, for lack of a better term, that we might be interested in Justin Fields, hence us being at the Ohio State Pro Day, that we might be interested in Trey Lance, hence us being at the North Dakota State Pro Day. So regardless of what Peyton's true intentions are, Zach, you got to put on the fronts. You got to play that blackjack, right? And you and you or, or excuse me, that poker. You gotta, you gotta, you know, use your your poker face, faint, duck, weave, keep your fellow GMs in the NFL guessing because if they don't know what you're going to do or if they assume that you're in the market for one of these quarterbacks based on what they've seen you do on the offseason pre-draft trail, that pick nine suddenly becomes a little bit more valuable, right? Teams might be willing to trade with you to get there, et cetera, et cetera. So we can't rule it out. It could end up being Trey Lance. It could end up being Justin Fields. I'm still stunned, Zach, at the notion that the San Francisco 49ers would give up the farm, yeah. move up, and take Mac Jones. Like, our guy, uh, Grant Cohn, who covers the Niners for SI Maven uh, Fan Nation, he picked Mac Jones for the Niners at three because that's what he's hearing. Could that – I would blow my mind. It would for me as well. And going on your logic, the Broncos either have no interest in Mac Jones because they didn't attend either pro date, or at least George Payton didn't, or it's all a smokescreen and that's their guy and they're going to do whatever it takes, assuming he falls out of the top three. I don't know, Chad. Everyone from Schefter, and I feel like if Schefter's saying it, it's going to happen, but he's saying Mac Jones is the guy. It could change. I believe the Niners are going to be at the pro days of Fields and Trey Lance one more time. They could be keeping everyone guessing, but... If it is Mac Jones, it's good for the Broncos, assuming Lance or Field is their guy. It pushes one of them down the board even more. And even if it's not, if, even if Lance or Fields isn't their guy, so to speak, um, we just had a top rope super chat. Two, wow. We got two yeah. top rope super chats we, we'll, we'll get to here in a minute. <laughs> but even if it's not their guy, it's in their interest to make it seem like it's their guy because you want to try and, and create as much value and you know, it's a, it's the laws of economics, man. It's all about supply and demand. And teams, if they have a inkling that you might take a quarterback, they might be willing to deal with you, or you might cause teams to you know reach and and do things that might not be in their best interest long term. We're going to continue to break this down. Goodness gracious, Zach, the superstars are going off the chain tonight. Um, we'll, we're going to get to everybody. Bear with us for just a minute. In fact, 
Uh, who is this? Edward Keating off the top rope. Goodness gracious. Plus, we got uh, John. Go ahead and throw up. You got uh, Steve Baumgarten real quick, and then we'll grab. We'll we'll get to some matters of business, and uh, and grab Mike who is waiting patiently. I got him here. Uh, whoop! We, we're sharing a brain. Steve Baumgartner got in early, Zach, before we even went live yeah. with a very generous super. And Steve, who's he's a, he's a Mount Rushmore superstar. We haven't seen him in the chat as much lately because you know I know he's uh, you know he's got himself a girlfriend. He's got things going on, right? He's got a life to lead. But when he does show up, here he is, dropping from the top rope. Steven, love you, bro. That seriously blows our minds. We really appreciate you. He says, hey, guys, Drew Locke is my cue. I think that Denver is going to trade down in this year's draft. Hashtag let them hate. Hashtag state of beating. Hashtag Denver Broncos for life. Hashtag Broncos country. And then he's got some nice little emoji action. Lock, lock it in. in. And then the one that you most commonly associate with one Drew Locke. Love you, Stephen. That's incredible. And let him hate indeed, but just your your just generosity and your support of the show day in and day out, podcast and podcast out is unrivaled. Thank you so much. And uh, Chad, what, you know, when we see these super chats, when we're about to pull up the one you were talking about, my face was like hanging down in disbelief. I can't believe it that we get this much generosity, but we're so appreciative and we're so grateful for each and every one of you, truly. There are That's only a few people I could count it on two hands, the number wow. of members of our community that are in the 200 club on super chat and Edward Keating just shouldered his way in one of our guests tonight. In fact, not one of our guests, our guest tonight is one of, is what I meant to say that elite group as well in uh, Mundungus, but Edward bro, seriously dog, (laughs) you're, you're leaving us speechless here. My friend, it just blows us away. Thank you so much. Just know that this goes to uh, funding additional content. It really does. In fact, we have an announcement later on in, the sh- in tonight's stream that we'll get to on some brand new content, brand new show for the community, for the superstars that's kicking off, not tomorrow night, but tomorrow morning. We'll talk about that here in a bit. But Zach, he says, I believe in Peyton, and I truly believe he's running it back with Locke. Thanks, Chad and Zach. Denver Broncos for life. State of being and hashtag let them hate. Edward. What exactly? What more words? I mean, Chad's display there, the nonverbal display of appreciation. I think that is uh, all that can be said. Thank you so, so, so much for your generosity. And uh, I agree with you. I think he's going back with Locke one more year for better or for worse. We will find out one way or the other. So thank you again. though. Seriously, I hope things are going well in your neck of the woods. And that's to both Stephen and Ed. Seriously, guys, I hope things are going well. We can only assume this means things are going well for you. Right. So <laughs> thank you, brother. All right. We have got to grab one more very generous super. Well, there's a lot of supers that are already stacked up, Zach, and we'll get to each and every one like like we do every single night. But I want to grab this last one from Drew before we grab Mike here, just because, you know, it, it uh, it's very moving. So, Drew, love you, bro. Everyone's met Drew. We had Drew on the show. It's one of our superstar segments just a couple weeks ago. Great. I mean, it was great, dude, to get to to put a, a real face to the name talk to you as close to in-person as we can do, right? Living in, in different parts of the of the country, but just love you, Drew. He says the only uh, quarterbacks in this class I'd trade up for are Trevor Lawrence and Zach Wilson. Lots of Fields fans. Can anybody name the last great Ohio State quarterback? People drooled over Cardale Jones and Braxton Miller too. I feel you, and I share a brain with you on that, Drew. You know that. I get chided for, you know, scout the player, not the school, and I I get it, but – the one thing I'll, the one nit I'll pick in your comment here, Cardell Jones, Braxton Miller were never viewed as first round caliber guys, let alone top five, top ten guys. But Drew, dude, not, seriously, let me show you my bald head here and go like this. All right, love you, dude. Hats off. 
I agree with that point that you made, but the, the last guy to come out of Ohio State, Dwayne Haskins, he was among the, the higher-rated quarterbacks, and he was a categorical disaster in Washington. So I'm of the mind as well. I think Justin Fields will break the mold in a sense that he'll be the, a, a good Ohio State quarterback, but I'm right there with you, Drew. To me, he's not quarterback two, quarterback three. I would take Trey Lance over Justin Fields. I would take, obviously, Trevor Lawrence, and I would take Zach Wilson as well. He has to be in the right system because that's what he was in Ohio State. He was surrounded by good coaching and good weaponry if you can have that. I mean, you put Justin Fields in San Francisco, I think you have a franchise quarterback. But, again, you put Fields with Pat Shermer, I think that's a work in progress. All right, we got a lot more to get to. we got to get to Mike here. He's been patient, patient. But first, got to quickly say thank you to our great sponsor, Manscaped. Guys, it's warming up around the world, right? If you're in the Northern Hemisphere, man, it's starting to warm up. You're getting that vitamin D. You know, it's sun's out, gun's out. You want to be able to show it loud and proud, but you got to make sure your male grooming is on point first, all right? And Manscaped is the best way to help you do that because they offer up the precision engineered tools for your family jewels, and they've helped over 2 million men around the world take it to that next level. So if you kind of let yourself go a little or you've maybe been procrastinating, you know, the, the full embrace of the new year, new me mindset, Kick that can down the road no further. Dive in now with Manscaped.com. It's funny that you mentioned things warming up because I was actually going to the store earlier for dinner and I was walking and I'm, I was getting a little hot here. It's about 80 degrees almost and I'm starting to sweat. I sweat pretty easy outside. And the first thing that came to my mind when I started to feel myself sweat all over my body was the Manscaped Crop Preserver Anti-Chafing, and I'm going to say this as bluntly as possible, ball deodorant, because that's what it is. And you can use it for downstairs. You can use it for those sensitive parts. And I promise you, if you're a guy, you understand those parts become a little icky sometimes. You don't want to deal with them, but this is uh, allows you to make it unicky. It allows you to take that problem away and allows you to feel better about yourself. I always talk about the lawnmower, you know, the weed whacker, things you can use on your face, on your chest, on your arms, on your back, below the belt, on your legs, all over your body. But the common denominator, whether you're 40, you're four years old, whether you're 80, you're eight years old, you want to look better and feel better. And Manscaped allows you, Chad, every product they have in their repertoire allows you to do that. So I cannot recommend it highly enough. That's right, guys. And let me tell you something. Last thing here. All right. About the lawnmower 3.0. Got one right here. There's multiple things to love about this uh, for not only below the belt, but if you want to also use it for your face, this thing, you can take it in the shower. It's waterproof. It's got a light to illuminate those harder to see places. And the battery, dude, lasts forever. Last but not least, skin safe technology on the blade. So jump in with both feet, get on the Manscaped bandwagon, go to manscaped.com. If you use the code huddle, you're going to get 20% off plus free shipping and your boys will thank you. That's right. Get 20% off and free shipping with the code HUDDLE at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com and use the code HUDDLE. Find your next truck at Woodhouse Buick GMC. No matter where you're heading or what tasks need tackling, there's a premium and capable GMC truck that's perfect for you. Make a statement on the job site, out on the town, or wherever life leads you in the powerful and distinctive Sierra 1500. Or elevate your driving experience in the adventurous and innovative canyon. Explore our inventory online at WoodhouseBuickGMC.com or visit our indoor showroom today. Woodhouse Buick GMC. We are professional grade. Not long ago, everyone knew that you're either born a boy or girl. Not anymore. The Biden administration is pushing radical gender experiments on children, changing their names, clothes, identities, and bodies. 
Joe Biden and his left-wing allies push boys to take estrogen to appear more feminine. They push girls to take testosterone so they grow facial hair. Biden and progressive leaders promote puberty blockers to keep kids from developing to normal men and women. These drugs can leave you sterile, infertile, impotent. Joe Biden and the new left even promote surgery on teens and young adults, removing breasts and genitals. They want boys in our daughters' bathrooms and sports teams. And now, the Biden administration is planning to issue new rules that would force doctors to prescribe dangerous drugs and worse. Tell Joe Biden and left-wing leaders across America, hands off our kids. Paid for by America First Legal. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. All right, I'm gonna I'm gonna uh, wait to do it on the other side. Our our additional matters of business plus a very very fun announcement. We can't wait to drop on you here in just a minute. First though, <clears throat> we're gonna bring on the Broncos Wizard. All right, not the first time he's been on the show. Probably won't be the last time he'll be on the show. Many of you know quite well Mike, aka Mundungus Creepy. Mike, dude, thanks for making some time for us, my friend. How are you? Pretty good. I always got time to join you guys. Mike has, I mean, Mike, I was just thinking about this. In fact, Zach and, and John and I, we were talking about this last night, that you stormed onto the MHH scene. <clears throat> Correct me if I'm wrong. My memory, I want to say it's like right after the draft, sometime last year, like shortly after the draft, like early summer. And then when you entered the community, man, you did it with gusto. And then, of course, you go out, you start your own podcast, rolling with the with the Mile High Roundtable. It's been great to see so. Dude, it's been great having you in our community, and it's always a pleasure to have you back on the show. Yeah, I think it was right in end of April, beginning of May, something like that. So, yeah, it's been about a year. All right. First things first. All right. I'm sure some of our audience knows your opinions on a few of these key matters, but first things first, quarterback. Now, I follow you, right? I keep in tabs on what you're up to and what you're doing. You're you're off Drew Luck, right? You want the Denver Broncos to go all out to get that whatever quarterback trade up if you can. If not, hope and pray that a guy falls. If that's true, why why do you feel that way? And why do you think you're ready to just turn the page on Drew? Well, and, and this is what I've been saying for, for months is I, I believe that Drew Locke should get about the first four games of this coming season. That's, that's about if there's no quarterback competition in the room, he should get the first four games. Um, from there, I mean, it, it kind of all depends on what you think Drew Locke is going to be. Like, is he going to be a top 10 quarterback? Is he going to be 10 to 20, 20 to 30? Like, if, if the answer is he's going to be 20 to 15, 15 to 10, why wouldn't you try to go up and get that quarterback that could be top, that possibly could be a top 10 quarterback? So I'm not – I wouldn't say I'm out. I am – skeptical uh realistically honest but i mean he he definitely can improve it just depends on what you think that improvement is going to lead to will depend on you know what i think we should do with quarterback 
Mike, I don't want to make this con- this conversation too contentious because obviously you and I and Chad all disagree on Drew Locke and where the Broncos stand with that. But you mentioned Locke should get four games, but I have kind of a, a follow-up question to that. How long is the leash on Pat Shermer? Because I know you're a bigger advocate for him. And how long do you think he should get before the Ranger turn over to Mike Shula or if Vic Fangio decides to pull the plug? What would you do there? Exactly the same thing. Four games for Shermer. Yeah, I mean, I mean – the last season can be blamed on both. It was, it was both were terrible last season. Um, I, I, I mean, it it would, in my understanding or my belief is that it would it would take a lot in order for Shermer to get fired midseason. But in in my opinion, if Drew Lock comes out and plays the way he did at the beginning of last season or the middle of last season, and Shermer comes out and still isn't using Fant still isn't using lock right, isn't using the running backs right, doesn't have Judy in the right spot, get him out. Um, I, I mean, I was fine with Shula replacing him the last five games of last year. I mean, I, I, I stuck with Shermer as long as I could, but he was stupid last year. So I, I'm not going to put blame on one or the other. It's on both. So they, they both get about four games. By the way, Mike, before I forget to mention it, congrats on the bookstore back, back and rolling. Love seeing that as a voracious reader and someone who has benefited greatly from the bookstore with one of my most treasured gifts back there in the corner, The Hobbit. Hopefully you guys can see it. It's the last book, that big white book. That was a gift bequeathed to me from Mike. Dude, seriously, I was really happy to hear that. So congrats. John, pull up those two supers from uh, Boggins, one of your one of your guys. Uh, one of our guys too. Love you, bro. He says, hashtag McCreasy in the house. Good to see you, Boggins. Good to see you, brother. What about uh, Muhammad? There he is. MHH resident male model saying Mundungus in the house. Hashtag amazeballs. Hashtag Siliform. Hashtag MHRT pod. Hashtag smart Glenn. All right. Awesome. All right. So real quick here, Mike. Let's say the Broncos are sharing a brain with you and they're like, look, you know, we gave it an honest effort. We, we went all in on Drew in 2020. It sucks that the pandemic hit, but what are you going to do? We just don't feel confident anymore that he's our guy that can take us to the next level. So we are going to go ahead and move up. Who's your quarterback? Who's the guy? If you're if you're George Payton getting on the phone with Terry Fontenot and saying, "Hey, let's make a deal up for for pick four, who's worthy of what it would likely take in terms of compensation, giving up what you're relinquishing to then take it at pick four? Who do you like? Justin Fields. Uh, Lance scares me a little bit. I know he's got um, a lot of upside, but like going to North Dakota State, the competition is not that high. And I understand that that's where Carson Wentz came from, but still, I just I don't <laughs> I, I don't trust the Division One Two A schools that much. So I'd, I'd say Field over Lance. Find your next truck at Woodhouse Buick GMC. No matter where you're heading or what tasks need tackling, there's a premium and capable GMC truck that's perfect for you. Make a statement on the job site out on the town, or wherever life leads you in the powerful and distinctive Sierra 1500, or elevate your driving experience in the adventurous and innovative canyon. Explore our inventory online at woodhousebuickgmc.com or visit our indoor showroom today. Woodhouse Buick GMC, we are professional grade. Not long ago, everyone knew that you're either born a boy or girl. Not anymore. The Biden administration is pushing radical gender experiments on children, changing their names, clothes, identities, and bodies. 
Joe Biden and his left-wing allies push boys to take estrogen to appear more feminine. They push girls to take testosterone so they grow facial hair. Biden and progressive leaders promote puberty blockers to keep kids from developing to normal men and women. These drugs can leave you sterile, infertile, impotent. Joe Biden and the new left even promote surgery on teens and young adults, removing breasts and genitals. They want boys in our daughters' bathrooms and sports teams. And now, the Biden administration is planning to issue new rules that would force doctors to prescribe dangerous drugs and worse. Tell Joe Biden and left-wing leaders across America, hands off our kids. Paid for by America First Legal. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Now, Mike, if there is a not, let's let's posit this question another way. You can't take a quarterback at number nine. Who were you targeting in that scenario defensively? Let's say at nine or any anything's open. Any any scenario, non quarterback trade back, trade up. Just if it's if it's not a, if they're not moving up to get a quarterback, I say they trade back, probably fifteen to twenty. Um, and I like Jameen Davis, um, and then worry about a quarterback in the second or third, like Mond or Mills or. Something like that. But I, I don't know if it should be Jameen Davis or like a uh, Darasaw or uh, Tevin Jenkins. So I, I don't know whether they should do tackle or linebacker. I think linebacker and then use tackle for a, as a free agent sign. I'll tell you what, if you, anyone, if you haven't done this, it's worth your time. Turn on YouTube after this live stream pod, all right? Type in Tevin Jenkins highlights or, you know, film breakdown, whatever. And watch that uh, just phenomenal right tackle. This is a guy that is so fun to watch because he's like a smarter version of Garrett Bowles at Utah. When I say smarter, I just mean that both are bully, bully mentality, throwing dudes around, you know, looking for work, playing till the whistle sometimes, maybe a little beyond, but smart enough not to get caught quite so near, quite, quite as many or as often, I should say, as Garrett Bowles. Tevin Jenkins is a guy I like a lot too, Mike, if – the Broncos trade back. All right, last question for you here, and that is, look, we haven't had a chance to, to, to talk to you face-to-face since the, the free agency, you know, first few waves of free agency. You saw the Broncos go out and land two corners in that first wave in uh, Ronald Darby and then Kyle Fuller, let Philip Lindsay hit the bricks, bring in Mike Boone from the Vikings. Uh, I'm missing one. Who, who else am I missing? Fuller. No, I grabbed Fuller. Maybe that's it. Seems like I'm missing a guy. Either way. Well, I guess the re-signings, right? Shelby, Justin, you got Kareem back, you got Vaughn optioned. How would you grade uh, George Payton's free agency hall in year one? I would give him a good B plus, A minus. I, I so far I don't have any issues. I mean it. It sucked to see Philip Lindsay go, but I I, I understand it. Um, you know, I, I think I don't think it was so much this year that he was screwed over. It was last year. Um, with not with not re-signing him, but it sucks to see him go. But yeah, I'd give him a, a B plus, A minus. I think Shamora Steven Chad was the guy you're thinking you of that they signed. Yes, out. thank you, thank you, uh, Mike. Let's okay. Assuming Drew Locke's the quarterback this season, Broncos record prediction: 
going to your head right now. <laughs> I was way off last season, so we'll see. Um, let's go. Also, remember seventeen, 17 games. games. Yeah, I was going to say I was trying to do the math in my head. Uh, nine and eight, ten and seven, somewhere in there. I, yeah, I mean, it's you. You, you got to think that you're looking at like a top top five defense so far on paper. So, if I mean, if if we don't have a injury repeat like last year, I don't see how they don't have have a winning season this year. Actually, one more. Last one. Kind of piggybacking off Zach's question there. If the Broncos do ultimately hold Pat on a quarterback, bring in a veteran somewhere, run it back with Drew, How is there anything? We, you hear us talk about the key issues that give us optimism in Drew uh, for year three. Do you see anything, any of the factors that would lead you to say, all right, look, I wanted him to trade up and get a cue. They didn't. They're running it back with Drew. But – before I, you know, give in to despair or whatever, here's why I think it could actually work out. Well, the, I mean, my my big thing with Locke was interceptions. I mean, we can go – you can go a whole season with bad footwork and we can work our way around it, but if you keep turning the ball over, that's a big problem. So, I mean, even if he if he cuts the interceptions in half, we, we win four or five more of those games. So, um, you know, not having the turnovers will leave the – the defense in a better situation. So, I honestly, I think it all depends on interceptions. If he if he doesn't do the turnovers, we have a. It, I'm I'm fine with whatever. You can be as slow in the processing as you want, as long as you don't turn the ball over. Agreed. Well, hey, Mike, thanks for coming on again, dude. Seriously, it's been fun catching up with you. Uh, congrats on uh, your new addition. That's another thing you and I are going to have in common is a new addition to our respective families in 2021. So. Congrats on that. I know I've told you privately, but uh, congrats and on everything, dude. Hope things are going well for you. The bookstore, the podcast, the family, everything's rocking and rolling. Thanks for making some time for us, and uh, we'll talk to you here soon. We'll see you in the stream. Sounds good. All right, guys, follow him on Twitter. As you can see, they're at Broncos Wizard, Mundungus Creevy, a.k.a. Mike. All right, dude, see you down the road. There he goes, Mundungus. Whoa, wow. top rope. Michaela, Ooh. another top rope. Man, Mike, we need to get – I guess this is the football Ooh. god saying Mike needs to come on the show more often. It's wizardry. It's the wizardry. It is. It's the uh, orange and blue cauldron, right, that he's he's uh, conjuring up something. <laughs> <laughs> you see him shaking his head down there. Yeah, yeah. Michaela, seriously, my friend, thank you so much. Um, I mean, sometimes I'm just rendered speechless, but love you, appreciate you. Seriously, she says, I can't do this often, but wanted to show some love for the pod. She's right there at a, at a, at a triple-digit super chat, Denver Broncos for life. Again, hats off to the Duchess of MHH, Zach. And, Michaela, don't feel like you have to do that very often. Just you being in the chat with us and interacting. Seriously, that's that's genuine, just you being here and being the Duchess of the pod and joining the other royalty, Christy and Poppy, uh, means everything to us. So thank you so much for your support. And you are quickly rising higher and higher on the list, the hierarchy of the MHH super chat superstars. So thank you so much, Michaela. All right, couple things. We got a lot of uh, a lot of great supers that have been patient. We're going to get to everybody real quick before we do, though. Uh, got to make sure everyone knows how to connect with us on Twitter at Huddle Up Pod. Also, the main account on Twitter at Mile High Huddle. My partner Zach Kelberman, as you can see on the screen at Kelberman NFL. Our great producer. You guys know him in, on YouTube as Buana Beast on Twitter at John K M H H. All right, make sure you follow him. Myself at Chad and Jensen. 
consider becoming a supporter on Facebook. Just go to the main Mile High Huddle page. You'll see, excuse me, the big blue button. Click that, five bucks a month. You get access to our premium video offering right now, which includes the flagship, Kelberman's Corner, and also the Trickle Zone with Eric Trickle. Trickle Zone goes Saturday at noon. Kelberman's Corner goes Sunday at noon. You get access to that, and it's exclusive only to our Facebook supporters. Check out the merch store when you get a minute. HuddleUpPod.com. Get your swag on. Get yourself a hat. Get yourself a T-shirt. Get yourself a mug. It all adds up. It's all. It's just another way to, to support what we're doing here at Mile High Huddle. And then also rep the brand, right? Rep the colors uh, of your team and the brand. We appreciate you guys have knocked that out of the park. Like even our third-party provider that we that we used um, last year when we started the merch store, Zach, they were stunned at because it's just very rare that a merch store comes out of nowhere, cre- gets created out of zero, and then does the the amount of sales that ours did last year. So that's a credit to you guys. Thank you so much, and you've kept that going in, in 2021. Last thing. Facebook.com slash Mile High Huddle Pod. All right, that's our Huddle Up Podcast Facebook page. Hopefully you are both liking and following that page. If you are, you are automatically entered into our weekly random giveaways. Could be a T-shirt, could be a mug, could be a hat, could be some Broncos memorabilia, all right, that we're going to be giving away here in the near future. So make sure you're following that page, and we'll announce this week's winner of the giveaway on Wednesday's show. All right. And if you're not in a position to do those things, it's all good, gang. We're seriously, as Zach mentioned when we were talking to Michaela, we're seriously, we are just happy to have you with us. But hey, while you're here, make sure you're subscribed. Give us a like on the video, especially if you're on YouTube or Facebook. And then if we're doing a good job, or at the very least, you respect the effort, share this video out there, help us continue to grow and reach new like-minded Broncos fans just like you and grow this community even bigger. All right. John, do you have Chillwill? Or excuse me, uh, Crudum. Do you have Crudum? If so, get him cooked. Get him cooked up. Um, okay, we got Eric. Okay, we got to go through an order. Eric, thank you so much, my friend. That's a newer name too, Zach. I don't, I don't recognize Eric Ortigon. Ortigon. That's a cool name. Um, seriously, man, like you could be the leader of the Decepticons. All right, that's a cool name. What would Andy Reid do with his with this offense? RPO is out of Shermer's uh, Sherm Dog's wheelhouse. I hate it when coaches force quarterbacks into a system. Don't build around the quarterback. Hashtag let them hate. Uh, yeah, you wonder. You you would wonder, and it's interesting because Andy Reid has a familial connection to uh, Drew Locke. Well, I, I guess it's the other way around. Drew Locke's dad, right, has a connection to Andy Reid. Was coached by Andy Reid back in his days as an offensive lineman for the Missouri Tigers and Andy Reid was his position coach. And of course they stay in touch over the years and whatnot. So I would wonder, I mean, that's a good question. How would Drew Locke perform in an Andy Reid offense? Suffi- <laughs> suffice to say, probably a lot better than what you saw last year with, with that. <laughs> Just a little bit, Chad. He'd be a little more improved with uh, Andy Reid handling his development. And yeah, it's, it's not even so much, you know, what he can tell him specifically, how he can mold him to be a better quarterback by hand. It's also scheming around Locke's deficits. It's also scheming around Locke's strengths and, ex- and exploiting both of those. And that's what he would do. Misdirection, RPOs. We got a question yesterday, Chad, or a comment that said, why is 
isn't Pat Shermer calling play action, which every coach from Pee Wee to the NFL calls on a, a weekly basis. So he would definitely help lock out more and by doing that, cut down on those turnovers. And I do agree with Mike what he said. If you want to make Locke a better quarterback, you can get by on the erratic throws or the footwork, but it's the interceptions. It's the turnovers. If you cut that down, this is a playoff team in the making. Find your next truck at Woodhouse Buick GMC. No matter where you're heading or what tasks need tackling, there's a premium and capable GMC truck that's perfect for you. Make a statement on the job site, out in the town, or wherever life leads you in the powerful and distinctive Sierra 1500. Or elevate your driving experience in the adventurous and innovative canyon. Explore our inventory online at WoodhouseBuickGMC.com or visit our indoor showroom today. Woodhouse Buick GMC. We are professional grade. Not long ago, everyone knew that you're either born a boy or girl. Not anymore. The Biden administration is pushing radical gender experiments on children, changing their names, clothes, identities, and bodies. Joe Biden and his left-wing allies pushed boys to take estrogen to appear more feminine. They pushed girls to take testosterone so they grow facial hair. Biden and progressive leaders promote puberty blockers to keep kids from developing to normal men and women. These drugs can leave you sterile, infertile, impotent. Joe Biden and the new left even promote surgery on teens and young adults, removing breasts and genitals. They want boys in our daughters' bathrooms and sports teams. And now, the Biden administration is planning to issue new rules that would force doctors to prescribe dangerous drugs and worse. Tell Joe Biden and left-wing leaders across America, hands off our kids. Paid for by America First Legal. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary, void, or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. All right, Tyler Randall, very generous super chat. Thank you, bro. Seriously, appreciate you. I think it's about time we extend that offer. I think I've mentioned it before, but if you want to come on the show, let's work it out. Let's figure it out. It would be great to talk with you. He says, I'm just sending some love. Thanks for all you do. Denver Broncos for life, MHH for life. Mile high salute from Oklahoma. Right on, dude. Thank you, Tyler. Love you, buddy. Thank you, Tyler. Uh, We got this one from uh, also a super sticker from Muhammad. That I, the the chat's moving pretty fast today, Muhammad. So we can't show the sticker, but dude, love you, appreciate you, my friend. Didn't want to miss that. Oh wait, I think wait, John's wait, got wait, it. Yeah, wait, booyah! This is why we need John on the ones and twos. Love it, dude. Thank you, Muhammad. You the man. Mo, are you um, dropping the mic there? It's a, it's a, it's a uh, you know a relevant uh, super sticker. So we appreciate you. Most definitely. I want to pull up this article from Bob Morris here in a second, breaking down, kind of projecting. Um, what we might expect from George Payton relative to what you saw Rick Spielman do as the GM of the Vikings all these years, especially as it, as it applies to the quarterback position. We're going to get to that, but we got to take care of Crudum, who is going to be wow. on the show in just a couple of weeks. And we look forward to that, my friend. Thank you so much for that generosity, man. It's been a minute, Zach, since we've seen this kind of an outpouring uh, from our community, yeah. supporting MHH, supporting the Huddle Up podcast. Hats off, Crudum. Really appreciate you, dude. And we are seriously looking forward to meeting you. He says, assuming Drew is the quarterback one and we trade back, 
where is your ideal landing spot? From there, who are you hoping realistically falls to you at that spot in round one? Then who are you taking in round two with that added capital? Good question. My football priest, hashtag state of being. Zach, will I pull up the NFL draft uh, first round order, kind of get things lubed up and going for us? Well, obviously, if you if you move back to 15 or so, 13, 15, you're not banking on drafting a quarterback unless you're going to way overdraft Kellen Mond or Davis Mills, which won't happen. So in that scenario, you'd be targeting a defensive player. So someone like Micah Parsons, someone like Patrick Sertan, someone maybe like J.C. Horn, someone like Jameen Davis. There's a ton of options, but uh, that would lead me to believe they have a defensive player in mind or maybe a tackle. But to answer the other aspect of that question – what I would do with the added capital is I would consider moving back up into the first round with that added pick and getting and double dipping, maybe getting inside linebacker, cornerback, maybe getting cornerback, offensive tackle. You can go so many different ways with these draft picks, but I feel like whoever the Broncos don't take in round one that position, they would target in the second or maybe even back up in the first round. For example, let's say they drafted, they traded down to 13 and they took Micah Parsons there or Jimmy, whoever, Jameen Davis. I would take the added third round pick they got back, second round or whatever, move back up into round one, 28, 29 or so, assuming he's there, and snatch Caleb Farley. So you'd be, you'd be getting two blue chip defensive players in round one and two excellent values, Chad, for Parsons and Farley, who, by the way, it anticipates being fully healthy in time for training camp. All right, let's take a look here at the order. Let's get as specific for Crudum as we possibly can here. Uh, all right, so the Broncos sit at nine. All right, some potential trade back candidates, just depending on how the board falls. Um, just looking at it here, maybe Philly, Patriots. maybe New England. Who who'd you say? Patriots. That's the one Patriots, I'm circling. Definitely. Um, mm, maybe Washington, perhaps Chicago. Uh, quarterback maybe. needy teams. If there's a quarterback there, there are some in the top twenty one. There are some prime potential trade partners. Uh, let's see. I mean, I don't think it depends on if one of these teams, you know, one of the playoff teams from this past year, like falls head over heels in love with a particular prospect, whether that's a quarterback or not, and wants to move up. Because a couple of these teams that I'm looking at that were in the playoffs could probably these are these are the guys that have the elite quarterbacks that could use some of these like there could be a, a demand for these wide receivers. Right. I mean, Jamar Chase, Waddle Smith. I mean, that trio alone could generate some interest. Plus you got offensive tackles as a position that you've seen teams trade up. So to answer the question, if the Broncos trade back from nine, I would actually guess that they're probably not going to drop any farther than 21. So just for, for, you know what, and gigs, I'm going to say they, they swap with Indian Washington at 19. Okay. And if that were the case at 19, I'm going to echo what Mike said, Jameen Davis, all right? Um, The linebacker, very intriguing guy. You could go with – I'd be happy with Tevin Jenkins there. I'd be happy with Christian Derrissaw, but he'll probably go sooner than that. Um, If you've got uh, mooring the the safety from TCU there, I would consider him there, not quite at nine, but if you're in the late teens, early 20s, Zach, a guy like that. And then with that capital in the second round – I'm continuing to restock the shelves on defense. You know, if I ended up going with a linebacker, if I went with Jameen Davis, I'd maybe take a look at the best available corner on the board when I roll around in the second round, whether that's a, who knows, maybe it is a Caleb Farley. Maybe he slips completely out of the first round, which is probable actually because of his, his back surgery. Maybe it's uh 
Eric Stokes from Georgia, something like that. JOK as well. You move to 19, you get a, you know, a defender like that. That'd be great value. You know what, Chad? I'm, I'm in agreement. I don't think they're going to fall too far back because then you risk, you know, losing out on the true premium players in this draft class. You'd be better off just staying put at number nine and taking who you want there. But don't discount New Orleans as well. I don't know if they're going to come up that far, but I feel like they're not going to go into this season with Jameis Winston and, and Taysom Hill atop their depth chart. I think they're plotting something here, whether it's a veteran or a rookie. Seth Harmon, good to see you, brother. By the way, Seth, you got to get a Twitter account, dude, because I look for you after every night when you super, and I can't tag you because I, I don't see a Seth Harmon. So get a Twitter account, connect with myself, connect with Zach, and uh, let's uh, let's stay in touch on Twitter. He says, if Shermer gets fired by week four, who's your new hire? Well, no one's getting hired in season, right. so the job would fall by default to Mike Shula. But, you know, if that happens, things are probably really going sideways. Zach, and you're seeing a complete rehaul of the coaching staff. Yeah. It probably ends up meaning Vic Fangio's gone. So the pendulum, it always swings to one pole or the other. The Broncos, with the exception of Gary Kubiak, have hired defensive-minded coaches three of the last four. So it's probably time, Zach, to go to an OC-minded, an offensive-minded head coach if you end up moving on, uh, indeed, from Fangio a year from now. Who do you like? Yeah, that was my my point. It, they're not going to hire the uh, next OC because the next OC is going to be the head coach. And the head coach is going to be, like you said, an offensive mind who can call his own plays. And you look around the NFL, there's chock full of young offensive minds or younger minds waiting to take the reins and, and, and sit in the big seat. Greg Roman, Brian Dayball, Kellen Moore. There's so many names out there that could get consideration. Joe Brady in Carolina. So the, if the Eric Bieniemy in Kansas City, if the Broncos want to go in that direction, which they absolutely should and will, an offensive mind, there will be uh, several next offseason for them to choose from, and that guy will call his own plays. And, Chad, you talk about stacking Brian Dayball versus Pat Shermer. It's no contest whatsoever. It disappoints me to agree because – at one point, I really had some high hopes for Shermer. And as I mentioned last night, I'm not totally giving up on Pat as a as an answer at offensive coordinator long-term because he, too, had to roll with some pretty unique outlying conditions in his first year as OC. David Kilgore, good to see you, my friend. An OG Mount Rushmore superstar in the house. Always great when you're in the chat, my friend. He says, in the latest mock on ESPN, I saw that they were mocking Penny Sewell to Denver at nine. Is that really possible? Is it possible? Sure, anything's possible right now outside of pick one, right? We know what that's going to be. Is it plausible? I don't think so. I think Sewell ends up still going uh, well, probably in the top six. I, I'd be stunned if Sewell falls beyond that. But if he's there, I mean, today when I did uh, the, the publisher mock, as I mentioned, I looked for him first to see, hey, is he gone? Oh, dang, he was. Because if he wasn't, that would have been my pick. So I love Sewell. I just don't think he's going to be there at nine. Yeah, it's uh, a lower probability, but if he is there, the Broncos are faced with obviously two options. They can take him and put him at right tackle and have the ultimate hedge behind Juwan James, or that's a premium trade-down prospect for a team like maybe Philadelphia. What are they, number 11, Chad, in the, in the draft? That's a team that can come up for a tackle if they want one so badly, and the Broncos don't feel like they have to draft him there. So uh, I think Sewell falling to the Broncos is a situation where it's a win-win. Either take him and add a blue chipper or move down and just uh, – add to the war chest day from Georgia going to be on the show Wednesday. We're looking forward to that. My friend, thank you for the support as always. He says, Hey Zach and Chad and John, you guys make being a transplanted Broncos fan much easier. 
Thanks for all the work you guys put into the pod and the articles you pass on. Hashtag Broncos country. Hashtag state of being. And that is a hashtag. Both those hashtags, Dave, you exemplify and embody with aplomb. So appreciate you, my friend. It also warms the heart every time I see the profile picture. Let him hate the T-shirt. Dave, you are the man. Thank you so much. Uh, Call of Duty in the house. I mean, it's every single night lately. You're you're building up some serious superstar clout right now, my friend. Thank you. He goes, every time I try to put the QB talk to rest, a report comes out linking us to getting a quarterback. I don't know what we're going to do, but in Peyton, we trust. Yeah, it's I know what you mean. And as as guys who, you know, it's our job to cover the team and follow all the trails and bring you every little ounce of every nugget of you know, it's got to be uh there's got to be some veracity to the source. We don't just pull it from wherever, but right. But when it's true outlets we can trust, we're looking for those those blurbs and those reports and those rumors and the speculation. We want every little piece to bring to you guys and we want to analyze it ourselves. And we're with you. Like you get thinking that you're going down one track. You're like, no, nah, this is kind of what I'm feeling. And then boom, that could change with this report comes out. But what I suggest Call of Duty is when those reports come out, always kind of you got to analyze this source. All right. And unless it's Adam Schefter, unless it's even Ian Rappaport, keep it local. If it's a local guy saying it, right. you know, if it's one of the key insiders that the Broncos actually go out of their way to feed information to if it's a Mike Kliss, if it's a Troy Rank, if it's a Benjamin Albright, that's when you go, whoa. But when it's national, they're just going off surface. They're just looking at a depth chart, a projected depth chart, right. and saying this, that, and the other. You got you guys know, I'm sure you know someone like this, Chad, where an individual that either you're friends with or acquaintances with, they have no personality of their own. So they they try to be a chameleon to everyone around them. They can be a certain type of personality depending on who they're with. And that's the national media. Anytime a quarterback becomes available, oh, go after him, go after him, go after him. They take on the posture of linking that quarterback to Denver, regardless of the contract, regardless of the scheme fit, regardless of the plausibility, because that's what they know. They know the Broncos don't have a franchise guy. The last franchise guy they had was Peyton Manning, and that's a football lifetime ago. So until that changes or the Broncos become relevant, which go hand in hand, the national media, like Chad mentioned, is always going to be you know, piling on those narratives. It's go after Deshaun Watson, go after Russell Wilson, trade for Aaron Rodgers, Chad. I mean, literally every quarterback under the sun that's breathing and alive that's been linked to the Broncos so far. But I agree with you. Keep it local. Keep it to the Denver outlets. And I believe they'll lead you less astray than the national media types who are completely and utterly clueless. Well said. We got one from Dakota. Good to see you, bro. Preach, my football priest. We shall do that. We shall do that. And by the way, we've got some cool designs coming down the pike on that kind of motif, the football priest motif, priests and the beast. Some cool stuff for the merch store that's coming down the pike. So stay tuned for that. We're excited to unveil that. But Dakota, appreciate you, my friend. Thank you. That's the coolest way to spell Dakota, too. Every time I see it, I'm just like, very cool. Rocco420, good to see you. A definite superstar. This guy has uh, paid his dues most definitely in 2021 have come on strong, dude. It's been a minute since I've seen you like a week or so, maybe since before I went on my vacation, but dude, anytime you're in the chat, it's all the better. He says, I can't wait for every fan to throw in the towel when Locke has a bad drive. I gave him about six games for him to produce. Patience is the key word. Yeah. I mean, go ahead, Zach. 
No, no, I mean, I, I can say a billion things right now, but if the Broncos were to get a quarterback in round one, if he threw a pick, if he fumbled, they'd say, oh, well, he's a rookie. He's still learning. Give him time. He needs to grow. He needs to develop. Locke doesn't have that same excuse. And, yeah, you can argue he's going into year three, but based on his body of work, he's not a third-year quarterback. He's very much still an inexperienced, still very much green signal caller. So that's a double standard in Broncos country, and it's true. If he, they do run it back with Locke this season at the first sign of adversity, which will come, by the way. It's a matter of time, a when, not if. They're going to be like, get him out of there, uh, fire George Payton, fire Fick Fangio. They're never going to win a game again. That's the fickle nature of this fan base, and to an extent, I get it, but it's got to be both ways as well. Both Locke or Lance or Fields are all young quarterbacks, and it's up to the coaching staff as well as the quarterback to properly align and develop. They all have to be working, though, from the same level playing field and get the same amount of leash. Connor Klein, thank you for that super chat, my friend. He says, listen to what the Mad Fanatic said about Drew. You know, I had several uh, members of our community reach out to me, DM me the link to his uh, post today. I want to say it came out today about I think it's why the Broncos should not draft a quarterback. Um, I haven't had a chance to fully watch the video, but I'm guessing and we'll we'll reach out to him and see about getting him back on the show maybe after the draft and kind of get his reaction to how things unfold. But Zach, I'm guessing without having seen the video that Connor and many others um, are alluding to that the mad fanatic is probably seeing things and echoing a lot of the same things we say in terms of, you know, write it one, yeah. one more time, write it with Drew. Not to say that, you know, he's biting our style or anything, just to say that he probably views the issues similarly to us. I mean, Zach, this is the guy that published the video and made that really cool song last year, last summer. Uh, my, Drew Locke's my quarterback or whatever. I mean, we played it on this show, the little clip of it when we had him on. So no surprise that he's saying, look, one more time at least with Drew. And uh, we'll be sure to check it out when we get some time. You know what is surprising, though? I mean, you just mentioned the fact that he's not biting our style, which he's not by suggesting the Broncos run it back with Locke. All that indicates to me is it's such an unpopular and uncommon opinion for Broncos fans to have. Roll with the incumbent, a, a third-year quarterback, for one more year and give him a make-or-break a make or break chance with an incumbent lame-duck holdover coaching staff. That's the problem, is that so many Broncos fans and Broncos media members want Locke out of the building, and it's become almost taboo to even even suggest the Broncos run it back one more time with the quarterback they spent a second-round pick on and spent two years developing. It's it's mind-blowing to me. Muhammad with another very generous super chat. Man, you're, you're blowing our hair back tonight, my friend. He says, shout-out to the Beast, the Dragon, and the CEO, Chad. Much love to you guys. Much love back, man. Seriously, Muhammad, you are as dedicated and passionate as a, a member of our community as there's ever been. And so you keep showing up. We will, too. That's right, Muhammad. I just see one comment real quick, piggybacking off that remark I just made. Josh Alstrom saying he just had his make-or-break year. That was his make-or-break year. I mean, the pandemic ruined, injury ruined, uh, the rookies everywhere, the coaching staff. And that was a make-or-break year with him not having even a full season and coming off a season in which he didn't have a full season. No, that's not his make-or-break year. If he's the quarterback this season, this is his make-or-break year because all quarterbacks, for the most part, get three years. And why should that be any different, Chad, for Locke? I agree. Um, we got George Vandermark, one of our bona fide MHH Mount Rushmore superstars. Good to see you, man. We've missed you, too. He says, hey, guys, it's been a bit. To me, if it's true, Locke is working with Manning, Peyton Manning, 
No way he is not our starting quarterback this year. Your thoughts? Hashtag Denver Broncos for life. George, be sure to give our best to uh, your really cute daughter, Jasmine. Tell her we said hi. But, yeah, th- we we said something similar to this, or I did anyway, last night, that there's something about it. Like, if Peyton Manning didn't have a pretty solid feel that Drew is probably still going to be the starting quarterback of the Denver Broncos, how much time has he really given to Drew Locke? You know what I mean? Like, he's got fish to fry. Yeah, he's retired, but, I mean, he's going into the Hall of Fame this year. He's got his two kids. He's got all his other business pursuits. Like, there are plenty of other things Peyton Manning could be doing with his time besides giving some of it to a guy that's flamed out of Denver and they're moving off him. And I think it's just a sign. It's not any kind of a guarantee. It's not any kind of a uh, – I think that's the best way to put it. It's it's a little bit of a tell, in my opinion. Now, that's not to say, Zach, that George Payton is keeping Peyton Manning – clued into every little scouting development personnel decision they're making along the way. Of course that's not happening. Right. But like Peyton Manning has a, he has about as good a read on all things NFL, the issues at hand, pick the team as probably anyone out there. So I think it is a sign. It's just probably not something you want to bank on. Exactly. And you know what? Um, there's a quarterback in Indianapolis, Peyton Manning's other former team, that's more broken than Drew Locke, and you don't see him working with Carson Wentz out there in Indianapolis. I will say, though, I'm not reading too much into it. This wasn't a Broncos-organized event. This was Drew Locke going out on his own and wanting to be better. I did see an interesting comment on Twitter from Ben Albright. Find your next truck at Woodhouse Buick GMC. No matter where you're heading or what tasks need tackling, there's a premium and capable GMC truck that's perfect for you. Make a statement on the job site, out in the town, or wherever life leads you in the powerful and distinctive Sierra 1500. Or elevate your driving experience in the adventurous and innovative canyon. Explore our inventory online at WoodhouseBuickGMC.com or visit our indoor showroom today. Woodhouse Buick GMC. We are professional grade. Not long ago, everyone knew that you're either born a boy or a girl. Not anymore. The Biden administration is pushing radical gender experiments on children, changing their names, clothes, identities, and bodies. Joe Biden and his left-wing allies pushed boys to take estrogen to appear more feminine. They pushed girls to take testosterone so they grow facial hair. Biden and progressive leaders promote puberty blockers to keep kids from developing to normal men and women. These drugs can leave you sterile, infertile, impotent. Joe Biden and the new left even promote surgery on teens and young adults, removing breasts and genitals. They want boys in our daughters' bathrooms and sports teams. And now, the Biden administration is planning to issue new rules that would force doctors to prescribe dangerous drugs and worse. Tell Joe Biden and left-wing leaders across America, hands off our kids. Paid for by America First Legal. Not long ago, everyone knew that you're either born a boy or a girl. Not anymore. The Biden administration is pushing radical gender experiments on children, changing their names, clothes, identities, and bodies. Joe Biden and his left-wing allies pushed boys to take estrogen to appear more feminine. They pushed girls to take testosterone so they grow facial hair. Biden and progressive leaders promote puberty blockers to keep kids from developing to normal men and women. These drugs can leave you sterile, infertile, impotent. Joe Biden and the new left even promote surgery on teens and young adults, removing breasts and genitals. 
They want boys in our daughters' bathrooms and sports teams. And now, the Biden administration is planning to issue new rules that would force doctors to prescribe dangerous drugs and worse. Tell Joe Biden and left-wing leaders across America, hands off our kids. Paid for by America First Legal. He said uh, last year when uh, when Locke worked with Manning, it was about improving his physical traits and aspects. This year, it's about the cerebral aspect. And who is more cerebral in NFL history than Peyton Manning? So Locke wants to be better. He's actively trying to get better. And regardless of signs or looking for motives, it's a good sign for the Broncos prospects if he is indeed the guy this year. DeWalter drills. This is a cat that, that's been with us for a while. He's been away, but now he's back. It's great to have you back, my friend. Good to see you. He says, it's great to be back. I say we stay at nine, take the best player available. I'm not in love with any of the quarterbacks except Trevor Lawrence. Maybe the guy who has the highest ceiling, forget his name, LOL, love y'all. Yeah, we love you too, my friend. Um, It was interesting that you bring up BPA, DeWalter, by the way, one of these days you'll have to tell me what your real name is because I know you've changed it a couple times on YouTube. But uh, George Payton, if you guys saw that second installment, Keith uh, Cummings of Mile High Huddle wrote, wrote up, had a nice little write-up on this um, today, in fact. Go check that out when you get some time. But the Denver Broncos released their second installment on kind of the following George Payton throughout the off-season series. I can't remember what it's titled. But nevertheless, some really interesting kind of nuggets that are dropped throughout that, including – Brian Stark, the director of college scouting, who was one of only five guys that interviewed for the GM job in Denver, stayed on. Peyton kept him on, revealing his initial impressions of George Payton, which I thought was kind of interesting. Of course, he's going to say something good. It's his boss. But nevertheless, it was interesting to hear what he had to say. Uh, but one of the things George Payton focused on, Zach, is, hey, we feel like our, our free agent hall uh, really filled our most immediate holes, and it's thus allowing us to – really just kick back and take the best player available at pick nine. That's the ultimate goal, isn't it? You, you don't want to build a team through the draft, but you can't ignore the free agent period either because that's how you add the little accoutrements to your roster, the cherries on top. But you want to build the foundation uh, through the drafts, and that's what Peyton's doing. But to Walter, to your point, I believe Trey Lance is the name you're looking for because among the quarterbacks in this draft class, maybe with respect to Zach Wilson, Lance's ceiling is just astronomically high. Johnny, appreciate you, buddy. Um, nothing rhymes with orange and blue. That's what it's called, right? I got it wrong the last time. I, I omitted the second half, but good to see you, brother. He said his podcast. He and and uh, Isaiah they have that podcast. So he says, Chad, Zach, and Beast, what's up, guys? Peter King's report isn't really anything new. It's everything we've been saying ever since uh, the 49ers traded up to pick three, and Sam Darnold went to Carolina. Agreed, my friend. And here's another thing on top of that. All right. Um, we learned also from Albert Breer on today in his MMQB column uh, with the mothership with SI that the Denver Broncos, the actual compensation that they offered the Detroit lions was their number nine pick. So they were willing to give up that top 10 pick for Matthew Stafford, Zach, and a second round pick. It's just, it's a comical offer, if true. It was never going to get done. It says to me, again, that, uh, like Peyton said, he will check in on every deal. He'll be involved in every deal, but he'll never take aggressive or reckless risks. And reckless is the word that he used specifically. And what the the Rams gave up for Matthew Stafford was reckless, and that's what George Peyton is going to avoid. So I love it, Chad. Always be 
negotiating with the Broncos' best interest in mind, regardless if you get that player or not. Sometimes the move you don't make is more important than the move you do make. Josh Ostrom, thank you, my friend. Good to see you. He goes, people not wanting to move on from Locke is maddening to me. Trubisky 2.0. Sorry, guys. Look at their career paths and the excuses people made for them. Yeah, I mean, look, I think it's way too early to compare Locke to Mitchell Trubisky. I mean, Trubisky got his full five years, right? 17, 18, 19, 20. No, he got four years. 17, 18, 19. Yeah, he got four years. I'm, I don't math well, as you guys can see. But still, it's the entirety of his rookie deal is my point. They didn't extend the fifth-year option, but the fifth-year option is is just that. It's an option. Four years fully encompasses that rookie contract, and he played it out. You know, they gave it a, the old college try. Didn't work out. I, it's just way too early for me, one way or another, Josh, to really compare Drew to Mitch Trubisky, and especially considering, too, the draft pedigree. That factors into yeah. things. One was a, the number 42 overall pick. The other was the number three overall pick. Wasn't he third? I want to say he was third. Or was yeah, he second? Th- I believe he, he he was second, right? They traded up to number two for him. That's what John's saying. I believe you're right. That's what I was I'll thinking about. Um, the thing with this this comment, Josh, in a previous comment, uh, you know, in, in retaliation to my point, you said there's no excuse for Locke. And now you're saying there are excuses being made for him. So what truly is it? And let me just tell you one more thing. If you put Drew Locke with Matt Nagy, I promise you he's a lot better of a quarterback than we've seen the last couple of years. I don't know that this is, this is apples to apples. This is apples and, and corn on the cob, Chad. This is irrelevant. Yeah. But look, there's people have really dug in on their opinions uh, with regard to Drew and the quarterback position. Um, I find it equally maddening that people who are so ready to dispense with Drew, they don't want to talk about the outlying factors that affected, that impacted what happened to him last year, what happened to Pat Shermer. I mean, I put them both in that same boat. They were both massively affected by the no OTAs, the no preseason. And then Drew gets his shoulder in week two, right? He loses his number one target. You don't see anything, Josh. Seriously, this is the Josh and everyone else out there of this mindset. You didn't see anything from week 11 on from Drew Locke to say, all right, all right, he's kind of steadying back out, overcame some obstacles, kind of slumped for a minute there, but he's pulling himself back out. And if you did see something, why? what makes you say, I'm ready to just turn the page and, and move on? You've gone this far with him, right? You've put in the actual requisite time to develop a young quarterback. And now where you're about ready to reap those rewards, you're like, nah, next you go to, you risk going into a vicious cycle. If you do it that way, uh, Willie appreciate you dog. And yes, thank you. Very apropos here, just here to give a shout out to John and also horse rooster lock. Appreciate you dog. Speaking of which, Chad, I was going to say there's always an excuse uh, for uh, when Locke does well, there's always an excuse as to why it's not the case, as to why it shouldn't be. When he threw four touchdowns against the Panthers, he went off in that game. They said it's the Panthers Panthers. defense. Yeah, they're terrible. Meanwhile, they held quarterbacks better than Drew Locke to nothing and offenses to nothing. And when Locke improved in the second half of the season, what was the excuse? Pat Shermer chopped down the playbook all of a sudden. So he can cure cancer, Drew Locke, and he would still get blamed for it. It reminds me of somebody else that we know. Discount Audio and Wills, a.k.a. Tony D.A. Dub. Good to see you, bro. I know it's two nights in a row. Thank you. Appreciate the support. He says, why draft a guy after the first? Drew was a second rounder, and half the fans trying to run him out of town without developing him completely. Keep draft uh, without developing him completely. Keep drafting and building the team. Don't reach. Uh, Nick Bolton would be a nice second rounder. 
I agree. Second round, mm, I don't know about that. But, yes, I mean, the point remains, Zach, you got to – seriously, like you, you've gone this far with Drew. You put in the time to develop him. Listen to what Dalton Reisner said yesterday, right, to the, to, right. To the uh, Lombardo podcast. Like, they don't – it's even guys like Justin Herbert who come out of the box and start putting up numbers – He's still continuing to develop. Lamar Jackson is still continuing to develop. Patrick Mahomes, believe it or not, still, as scary as it might sound, continuing to develop. Give that same benefit of the doubt to Drew one last time. That's all we're saying. We're not complete blinders like, you know, look, this is the guy forever. Just fall in line and blindly follow Drew. Give it one last swing at the plate with traditional normal conditions in play with an offseason and and training camp on schedule and the preseason and if you don't know by then, we're with we're right there with you. Then all right, look. Now he really had a full, you know, three pitches to swing at, and he struck out. Yeah, and if anyone out there, you can be the biggest lock critic in the entire world, but if you watch the second half of the season, specifically the games in which the Broncos won, or even the Broncos didn't win against the Raiders in the finale, if you don't see a quarterback that's tangibly better, I mean, passing the eye test, take out the stats, take out your numbers, your analytics, look, pass the eye test. What does your brain tell you? If you don't see a better quarterback, which, by the way, let me just preface that by saying, still not good enough. He's still not what he should have been last year, even in the second half of the season. But if you don't see progress or development, I don't know what to tell you. Uh, By the way, I know that Eric Trickle is a fan of Nick Bolton in terms of being a potential late day two, early day three prospect. So second round, still a little little rich for my blood there too. Uh, But love you, Tony. Seriously, appreciate you, my friend. Um, all right, let me grab one here. We're at 59 and a half minutes, so we gotta we gotta get Mosey in. Uh, I Rose, I hey Rose, hey well, that's right, hey Rose. Thank you. If Peyton trades back to 12 or 15, 12 through 15, do you think we could land Micah Parsons and use that capital to sneak back into the first for Farley? It yes. seems like his stock dropped a ton since his surgery. Love the pod. Hashtag state of being. Love you right back, dude. Um, you know, it's really weird. Parsons is a prospect, Zach, that it's hot and cold, man. You talk to one draft, Nick, they're all about him. They think he's, you know, the next great linebacker to come out of college. Talk to another, and they're like, nah, you know, he's like number four. He's, there's there's better linebackers in the class. It's hard to get a true beat on Parsons. I'm, I'm going off what I've seen uh, based on the, the small, albeit relatively small, amount of film study I've done on him. I would be happy with him at pick nine for the yeah. Denver Broncos, but – if they trade back, Zach, to answer him to 12 to 15, do you think they could land Parsons? And then, of course, use that to move up and grab Farley later in, in round one. Well, A and I are sharing a brain because I, I actually suggested the Broncos do this very maneuver. They move back and collect that second or third round pick. I would not be opposed to swapping that pick and moving it up and packaging it and coming back into the first round. And it's funny because I saw a lot of Broncos fans on Twitter. They're not comfortable drafting Micah Parsons in the top 10, mostly due to his character concerns, but they'd be just fine drafting him at number 13, 14, 15 overall. It's just, it, you can swallow it easier, I guess. And again, you don't want to use a top 15 pick, let's say, on Caleb Farley after that back surgery, but getting him at 25, 26 at, on top of getting Micah Parsons in the first round, that would be a, a haul and a half to me. And Caleb Farley, Chad, we were talking about him as a locked-in Broncos pick as recently as a couple months ago, six weeks ago. If they can get him, and I believe he will be healthy, whoever gets him at that spot in the late first round is getting a steal in Caleb Farley. 
He comes on, he guests as a superstar segment, and then he jumps back in the chat and shows some serious love on Super Chat. This is why Mundungus remains a Mount Rushmore superstar here at MHH. So thank you, bro. Seriously, you know you don't have to do that, but we we appreciate it so much. He goes, peer pressure, dot, dot, dot. Got to hold my spot on Mount Rushmore. Hey, man, you're doing just that. So thanks, buddy. It's safe for sure. Thank you, Mike. Uh, Naj Altaf in the house. Good to see you, bro. Appreciate you. One of these days, we hope you'll get a Twitter account so we can. We don't live on Facebook too much, Zach and I and John. We, I, I you know, we stay on it for the the MHH page and we share our stories and our content there. But like, we don't hang out there. Go to Twitter. Hey, brothers, I see the Broncos going best player available at nine, including Kyle Pitts if he falls, or more likely trading back as linebacker is deep this year. I don't see any scenario they go QB. They desperately need a serviceable backup. Yeah, we're we're I don't know about Pitts. Um I know, look, maybe that's just a gift horse you don't look in the mouth if he falls to you at nine. I know there's a lot of people who are much more experienced personnel guys than me that are projecting him top five and they don't even think twice. They run that card to the freaking podium and say the name. But I'm just thinking, does he really help you get any closer to to the to the Chiefs, to to being relevant in the league. I mean, you have so many studs already on offense that just need to be developed and fed, that just need to be – it just all needs to come together. I'm like, I just don't know – whereas, look, you could use a corner. You could use a linebacker. You could use right. a tackle. You could There's safety. Right. So many different things that you need now. But, you know, BPA is a thing, and, and it is. But it's always kind of couched within the positions we feel like you know, are worthy of a high round investment. And I'm not sure tight end or X receiver right now fits that bill, but we'll see. It's the same argument I have for the Cowboys because uh, Pitts is being linked to them as well. And Jerry Jones reportedly is infatuated with Kyle Pitts. They don't need him. They need defense. And the Broncos don't need a tight end. You have one in Noah Fant, a former first-round pick, who they don't use enough already. Why would you want to add another one? And I understand he's this transcendent generational wide receiver tight end hybrid. I get all that. But you have Cortland Sutton. You have a first-rounder in Jerry Judy. You have a first-rounder in Noah Fant. You have a second-rounder in KJ Hamler. You have Melvin Gordon out of the backfield. What more do you want on offense? But on that same token, it's not going to matter if your secondary is blowing coverage and allowing points or your offensive line is getting your quarterback killed. If Pitts falls to number nine, I am taking that draft pick and auctioning it off to the highest bidder available. You want Kyle Pitts at a steal at a value number nine, you give us second, a third, a player, whatever, and I would trade down, Chad. I would not take Kyle Pitts. Contender view. Thank you for the super chat, my friend. Really appreciate it. Let's kind of keep things dialed down in the chat, guys. Let's not name call. Let's be respectful. It's okay to disagree, all right? That's part of what makes being a sports fan so much fun is – contending opinions, but let's never let it devolve into name-calling epithets. Let's always be respectful and cool to each other. We're all part of the same tribe, right? Contender view. The fact that we haven't picked up a veteran quarterback leads me to believe George Payton is open to drafting one. I'm not for it, but I'm just saying don't be surprised. Yeah, I feel you, but guys, there's still time left. In fact, I want to say it was uh, in that same column today on MMQB from Albert Breer, he said, look, don't be surprised that he's going to bring competition to Drew Locke. And maybe that competition doesn't come in the draft. Maybe it doesn't come in the pre-draft free agency pool. 
Maybe it comes after the draft. Yes. Maybe a trade gets consummated yes. for Teddy Bridgewater after the draft. Maybe the Panthers cut him and you sign. Something will happen. There will be a quarterback added to this equation. They're not going to bank on Jeff Driscoll and, and Brett Rippon as the fail safes to Drew Locke after a year like they had last year with the just the bad luck of the injury bug. Because why should they bid against themselves? They need to let the draft play out, and the quarterback-needy teams that have quarterbacks like Nick Foles, Bridgewater, they can wait and see what they do and then maybe get one of those quarterbacks at a cheaper cost than paying a premium right now when those teams would hold all the leverage. And also could be, Chad, the longer that Alex Smith goes unsigned and the longer it's uh, he's resigned to not being a starting quarterback this year, they can get him in training camp to be the yep. mentor or backup. So I'm fully in agreement with you. I think it's not a certainty they're going to draft one in the first round, second round, third round, they could very well go into training camp with lock and rip and then look to from there to make a move at the position. Shout out to our top star senders on tonight's live stream so far. We're running out of time, but I didn't want to, you guys don't think that we're, uh, we're not thinking about you. We appreciate each and every one of you. We wish that the service we use to stream showed the star comments in the same way that they show the super star, uh, super chats on YouTube. We're telling them they need to. They need to have their algorithm set up to recognize those and show them in the same way. But in the meantime, we're going to do it this way. Just to make sure we we don't miss anyone, we'll do sweeps throughout each show. Randy, Zebulon, Travis, Gary, Sean, Brad, Joshua, thanks to each and every one of you guys. Seriously, much love. We appreciate you, and we will be tagging you on Twitter after the show as superstars. Thank you, guys. All right, let's grab uh, Clayton. Good to see you, Clayton. Uh, Appreciate you. Connect with us on Twitter. He says, hey, guys, just wanted to show you guys some appreciation for the awesome work. I'll seriously be disappointed if the Broncos don't run it back with Drew. I think he's going to light it up this year. Hey, thanks, Clayton. Seriously, dude. Appreciate you. Um, Yeah, man, we're with you. We're sharing a brain. And you know what? Real quick, Light It Up doesn't have to be Mahomes, Star Wars numbers. You know, Light It Up can be 2016 Derek Carr, for example. And you put 2016 Derek Carr in this offense with this defense, Chad, I think that's a 10-17 and 17 off the bat. Before you start rolling your eyes, Derek Carr was locked. It was between him and Carson Wentz, who's going to be the MVP. No, that was 17. That was the year after. Wait, wasn't it the same year? 16 was his Pro Bowl year, I think. So that's why I always reference that. That was his like career Either year. Either way. I'm thinking of the year. I think it was either way. I'm thinking of the year where he got hurt at the end and they had to go to the playoffs without him. If you got that version, that that quality of quarterback play from Drew Locke, man, you're you're thinking you're lucky stars and you're winning some ball games with this mm-hmm. defense, Zach. And here's uh, Christian. Good to see you, bro. Appreciate you. If Locke was in this draft class, where would he go? That's a good question. Hashtag state of being from Michigan. Let him hate. Drew is my QB until he is. <laughs> that, yep, that's what Dalton said. Hashtag Denver Broncos for life. So what, what, what say you? All right, we know who the top five are in this class. Where would Drew fall in this class? Now having two hmm. years in the, in the league kind of as a body of work to factor in. We're, we're talking ceiling. I put his ceiling higher than Mac Jones. You know, I put his ceiling higher than uh, Davis Mills and Kyle Trask. I, I think he's – being fair, being realistic, I don't think he's a higher ceiling than Trevor Lawrence. I don't think he has a higher ceiling than Zach Wilson. I don't think he has a higher ceiling than, than Trey Lance. And you can argue Justin Fields. So I think he's QB4, QB5 in this class, Chad. I think, honestly, if Drew was in this class, he probably still ends up being a second-round pick. So, you know, the Drew that was a, a prospect coming out of Missouri, right? Not the Drew today, but the Drew then – 
I would guess he would still be a second-round pick in this class, but all it takes is one team, and right. I don't know. It's fun to it, – those are the type of topics, though, man. You could really go down the rabbit hole, but we're at one hour, nine minutes, um, so we got to really muscle through. Christian, let's get you on the podcast, dude. Let's let's get you on here one of these days. Reach out to me. Let's pick a time. Let's get her done. Um, all right, let me see real quick here, John. We got Willie again. Thank you, bro. Still waiting on a shirt and an email back. What are you talking about, dude? I thought we took care of that. I'll check into it. I thought we I thought we squared you away. Um, all right, I'll check into that, Doc. I'll uh, as soon as we get off the pod tonight, I'll go see because I could have swore I took care of that. But if not, I'll do it tonight. Thanks for the reminder. Um, real quick, John, let me just tell you what I see on the back end here. Um, all right, bear with me one second. By the way. Tomorrow morning, 8 a.m., Nick Kendall, Scott Kennedy, all right? we uh, I'm not sure what we're going to call it yet. We'll have a for sure answer for you in the morning at 8 a.m. Mountain Time, 8 p.m. or, or 8, 8 a.m. Mountain, 10 a.m. Eastern Time. And it's going to be a live stream podcast, draft-oriented, you know, draft rumor-oriented for your drive time, all right? So look forward to that. Make sure you're ready. We'll get the stream set up. And it's going to go Tuesdays and Thursdays, all right, between now and the draft. And then after the draft, we'll we'll see what happens. Um, but, John, I got uh, – we need a second one from DeWalter Drills and then the last one here from Rogue Theory, and then we're, we're good. We're good to go. There he is. Great tunes, Chad. Love the pod. Hashtag huddle up pod squad. Yeah, I shared some of the music I've been recording, some of the songs I've written lately. I shared it with Josh because he's a fellow punk rocker and – He's uh, giving me the thumbs up. That's good to hear. I like your tunes too, by the way. I love that oi punk. You know, I love that stuff. So if there's a if there is even a modestly quality recording of your band, I want that CD, dude. I want you to to get one to me because I'd love to add that to to my collection. I am a connoisseur. I love that stuff, dude. Reminds me of the type of music that is, that should have been on like Hellcat Records, right? Like with Rancid. Um, fun to see those YouTube clips. So appreciate you, dog. Um, all right, one more here from DeWalter Drills in the house. Um, whoops, appreciate you, bro. People want to crap on Locke, but if Judy catches 50% of the balls he dropped and Locke had Sutton, we would be having a different conversation. I promise you that. Yeah, if, if I feel you, but remember, DeWalter, if if and butts were candy and nuts, right, we all would have a Merry Christmas. I, you know, especially with Judy, though, that does still stick in my craw because there were a couple of games in particular. He literally killed the game. Like week one against the Titans, he catches that that ball on third down that hits him right in the chest plate, moves the chains. Vic Fangio never gets the chance to screw up the clock at the end. That's a win. Slam dunk. And the, the drops just continue <laughs> that, to get worse. That's so sad. Sorry, Chad. That's such a sad comment to make. <laughs> Keep going. I'm sorry. No, that's it. But uh, And then Jesse here. Thank you, Doc. What pick is the is the Drew Lock today? What pick is Zach? Help me on the syntax. What pick is the Drew Lock today? What pick is he going to throw today? Is that a shot at Drew? Lock? I don't no. know, Jesse. I don't know how to. Uh, what pick would he go in today's draft? Is that what he's saying about Lock? I, I I agree with you. I think he'd be a second round pick still, if that's yeah, what so, you're saying. Second rounder. Second rounder. Um, Mundungus, last one, then we got to go. Chad, I'll record me singing some 2000s boy band music. You'll love it. Yeah, Mundungus was a, was an American Idol, I want to say, right? You, you 
tried out and got pretty far, decently far in their little qualifying deal. So yeah, right on, dude. I love the, I just love the, um, you know, the versatile backgrounds of everyone in the community and just get to know each person as best we can as we grind through the pods day in, day out. So much love to all of you. Mandongas, thanks for spending some time with us tonight. Appreciate the super chat. Each and every one of you, we thank you. Um, seriously, much love. Tomorrow, don't miss, in the morning, 8 a.m. Mountain, 10 a.m. Eastern, all right, the debut of our first morning programming here at Mile High Huddle, all right? It's a new podcast starting tomorrow with Nick Kendall and Scott Kennedy. And if you guys are going, who's Scott Kennedy? He's the guy we had on the show last week, right, that has his YouTube channel, uh, Scott Kennedy. He is an expert in the NFL draft. He's been in uh, NFL and college media for 25 years. He's one of the pioneers of recruiting, it becoming a media, you know, um, massive money-making thing for media. So we're fortunate to have him working with us here at MHH, and we, we're we absolutely confident you're going to love that show starting tomorrow morning. So set your clocks, get ready. It's going gonna, it's gonna to be a gas. But with that, Zach, sign us off, dude. We'll be back Wednesday night. We will. We're off tomorrow. I believe BTB's on tomorrow, so be sure to tune into that, guys. Thank you all. Thank you, John, for your work, as always, behind the scenes. Thank you, Chad, for another great uh, podcast, another great week for starting of podcasting. We'll be back in the saddle tomorrow night, 6 o'clock Mountain, 8 o'clock Eastern. We'll talk more then. Take care, guys. Thank you again. And as always, go Broncos. You've been listening to the Huddle Up! Podcast. Join Broncos Country's deep divers at milehighhuddle.com to keep the conversation going. Not long ago, everyone knew that you're either born a boy or a girl. Not anymore. The Biden administration is pushing radical gender experiments on children changing their names, clothes, identities, and bodies. Joe Biden and his left-wing allies pushed boys to take estrogen to appear more feminine. They pushed girls to take testosterone so they grow facial hair. Biden and progressive leaders promote puberty blockers to keep kids from developing to normal men and women. These drugs can leave you sterile, infertile, impotent. Joe Biden and the new left even promotes surgery on teens and young adults, removing breasts and genitals. They want boys in our daughters' bathrooms and sports teams. And now, the Biden administration is planning to issue new rules that would force doctors to prescribe dangerous drugs and worse. Tell Joe Biden and left-wing leaders across America, hands off our kids. Paid for by America First Legal. Not long ago, everyone knew that you're either born a boy or a girl. Not anymore. The Biden administration is pushing radical gender experiments on children, changing their names, clothes, identities, and bodies. Joe Biden and his left-wing allies pushed boys to take estrogen to appear more feminine. They pushed girls to take testosterone so they grow facial hair. Biden and progressive leaders promote puberty blockers to keep kids from developing to normal men and women. These drugs can leave you sterile, infertile, impotent. Joe Biden and the new left even promote surgery on teens and young adults, removing breasts and genitals. They want boys in our daughters' bathrooms and sports teams. And now, the Biden administration is planning to issue new rules that would force doctors to prescribe dangerous drugs and worse. Tell Joe Biden and left-wing leaders across America, hands off our kids. Paid for by America First Legal.